Hello and welcome to a new episode of With Religion Behind Me, the podcast where I, Javier, share stories and experiences of my life growing up as a Jehovah's Witness. Now, today's episode is kind of special. Uh, It is sponsored by McDonald's. It is specifically sponsored by McDonald's Steak, Egg and Cheese, Bagel Sandwiches. Obviously, I'm lying. It is not sponsored at all. I don't even think anybody's truly listening to this pod, much less going to get a sponsorship. However, I am not kidding when I do say that the steak, egg, and cheese bagels from McDonald's are back. Um, That is uh, something that brings a lot of joy to my fat ass. Um, I actually enjoyed a couple of them this weekend already. Um, Didn't even know they were back. Kind of happened by accident, but sometimes that's how life works. All right, enough rambling. You might be thinking, what the fuck does that have to do with you growing up as a Jehovah's Witness? Why am I listening to this pod? What's going on? I'll tell you what's going on. We're going to talk today about an aspect of growing up a Jehovah's Witness that I actually do kind of miss. Um, And it has to do with appearance. So today we're going to be talking about, with religion behind me, I miss wearing suits. So let's get right into it. Uh, as a Jehovah's Witness, uh, you or I should say, maybe you have spotted a Jehovah's Witness out and about. How have you done that? How have you spotted a Jehovah's Witness out in the wild? Well, sometimes a dead giveaway, a, a Jehovah's Witness, is maybe there'll be two of them walking together, and they'll be wearing a shirt and tie, maybe a sport coat, maybe a full suit, Um, This is traditionally how a Jehovah's Witness uh, is kind of spotted, whether it's at a restaurant after a meeting um, or maybe, you know, out in the neighborhood. You might be driving through, you know, getting to your house and maybe at the end of the block you see a couple of couple of gentlemen in a suit, uh, maybe a couple of uh, ladies in dresses. and sometimes you think, oh, shit, they're on my block. Uh, better lock the doors, better, uh, you know, close the curtains, you know, all that shit. Um, they're coming, you know. So sometimes you can spot them that way. However, um, we're going to dive a little bit into why why the suits, why the dresses. Um, what does that really have to do with, you know, worship and, and serving the Lord and all that stuff that we've talked about? So to kind of recap just briefly... Um, you may have remembered from a couple episodes ago where I kind of really broke down uh, growing up, um, you know, my devotion to being a Jehovah's Witness and to the religion. And I kind of went into detail a little bit about the privileges that I had and um, kind of a, a lot of the uh, responsibilities that, that would come of it. However, there is an aspect that I don't believe I touched on too much, um, and that is your physical appearance. So, we've established that a Jehovah's Witness goes to a lot of meetings, goes preaching, has to do personal study, Bible study, um, a lot of studying, let's put it that way. And all that studying is done sometimes not necessarily at home. Again, there are a lot of meetings that a Jehovah's Witness would go to. There's a lot of preaching a Jehovah's Witness would do. So, how would a Jehovah's Witness dress? Well, like we, like we talked about, it would typically be with a suit. 
Now let's talk a little bit about first off um, how many suits a Jehovah's Witness would have. Now in the Bible, let's be clear, it does not say how many suits a Jehovah's Witness or a servant of the Lord or whatever you want to call yourself has to have. Obviously, you know, this is something that is just based on, you know, um, certain factors. So we've already talked about the, the different meetings that a Jehovah's Witness attends. So back when I was growing up and going to meetings and being a Jehovah's Witness, we went to three meetings a week, one on Sunday, one on Monday, one on Wednesday. That right there is already three suits. When we went out in service or preaching, um, that was usually done on Saturdays as a as a as a big group. Um, obviously, every day there was somebody who would preach because again we had regular pioneers, people who devoted their life and basically made it a full time job to preach. Um, but for the most part, those that worked traditional Monday through Friday hours didn't have the time during the week to really go out preaching. Um, Saturday was a kind of a study. Um, not a Bible study for the congregation, not a Bible study for you, but say when you're going out in service, the point of going out preaching or going out in service is to, you know, bring awareness to people about the Lord and about Jehovah and, and what is expected of you. Um, and as people would become interested, because again, people convert to Jehovah's Witness all the time. It's not to say that uh, Jehovah's Witness don't have, you know, um, a high batting average. They do. They absolutely do. You know, people convert to being a Jehovah's Witness all the time. So when you're out in service and you meet somebody who actually is interested, um, you first, it's called a return visit. Um, so you, you know, jot that person's information down. Um, you would have usually this was before technology. So most most brothers and sisters just kind of had like a little um, calendar book um, and they would, you know, put down that person's name, the address. And then typically they would ask what would be a good time to return? Was it um, similar as to where we found you? So a Saturday at 10 a.m., let's say, um, or maybe, you know, on that occasion, they we just happened to catch them, but they were actually on their way to work. So maybe they said, you know, could you come like an hour earlier? Whatever. You know, the point is you kind of set up a time, an appointment, you could say, to come back and continue to talk to them because obviously they showed interest. So it starts off as a return visit. And in that return visit, you know, you talk a little bit more and um, share a few more scriptures and, you know, basically kind of get a feel for what that person is interested in. Uh, maybe there's a particular topic. Um, you know, this was something that was always talked about um, at, in meetings and in preparation for field service, you know, was kind of understanding that whatever you were prepared to talk about might not be the thing that they want to listen. You know, maybe um, somebody who opened the door just happened to lose a family member. Um, and so they're in a, in a place where, you know, they want to know about death and, and about, you know, the hope of eternal life, which is what Jehovah's will, what Jehovah's witness will preach. Um, so maybe that sparks their interest. And a lot of times these people that, you know, end up becoming receptive towards, you know, somebody who's preaching to them, you know, will say, oh, I was just praying about this. And the fact that you guys knocked, you know, that's got to mean something and blah, blah, blah. And so they feel that you're there for a reason. So they want to talk to you about the thing that they're going through. So you may have been prepared with an article about, you know, God knows what, but now suddenly you're talking about eternal life or, or the hope of resurrection or any of that shit. Um, so 
kind of sidetrack a little bit just to kind of explain the process of preaching. Preaching wasn't just knock on somebody's door. Here's a watchtower. Here's an awake, um, which are the two big magazines that get preached. Um, and then you're on your way. Obviously, the point is, you know, to um, get them to to study. So after a few return visits, you offer them a Bible study. Um, you will pick a publication um, at the time. I, I don't know now which publication is the one that they kind of push. But um, at the time when I was a Jehovah's Witness and when I was preaching, it was a book called um, the, uh, the the tr- True Knowledge or something like that. Um, I, I know these names a lot more in Spanish because I grew up in a Spanish congregation. Um, but anyways, this book wasn't really big, uh, but it was just like a basic Bible, um, Bible, you know, s- s- Bible study book. Kind of almost think of it like if, if you were in if you were in college, it's like a study guide. Um, it's a study guide to the Bible. Um, so, um, you know, that was like the big thing is like the Bible is ultimately what you're going to, you know, adhere your life to and listen to and, and and really devote your life to. But sometimes, you know, you need a little help understanding the Bible. So these publications, you could use you could call them study guides to understanding the Bible. But anyway, if you had a Bible study, which I did, I had, you know, people that I gave Bible study to, um, you would also wear a suit when you'd go, even though you weren't going to you'd meet them somewhere public. Maybe um, they I know, like I gave study to a couple of guys that like had roommates. Um, and so they were just like, oh, it'd just be less. It'd be more just dis- it, it's distracting, um, you know, to to, you know, get a Bible study in, in that person's apartment. So they would say like, oh, let's go to a, a, a local restaurant or, um, you know, the park if it was the summer and the weather was good, would go to a park or something like that. Um, or sometimes, honestly, not to lie, um, there would be people that didn't want somebody knowing that they were getting, you know, a Bible study. Um, so anyway, again, not to not to get too super sidetracked because some of these things will be discussed in a lot more detail in other episodes. Um, but even for Bible studies. You were, you were supposed to suit up. You were supposed to put on a suit. Um, so already there's like five, at least minimum five occasions during the week where you'd be, where you'd be wearing a suit. So aside from the meetings, when else are you going to be wearing suits? Well, we talked about in previous episodes, conventions, the assemblies, um, the ones that happen three times a year. Um, you'd have your district, your circuit and your special day. Um, you would wear a suit to these assemblies, these conventions. Now, these assemblies and conventions were a time for, um, I'm not saying every single brother, because, you know, suits, depending on how you get them, are are expensive or can be, even, even, you know, cheap suits um, can still, you know, add up if if it's something that you say, at least for me personally, and I know some of my friends growing up, um, you know, Jehovah's Witness, and also I know some of the brothers, um, and even the sisters too, you know, would buy new dresses and things like that. Um, but for a lot of brothers that I know, the assemblies and the conventions were a time to kind of upgrade your wardrobe. So, you know, because we wore suits so often and we wore suits, um, you know, during, you know, winter months, you know, again, I'm from Wisconsin. All my experiences are in Wisconsin. So, you know, the winters were brutal. Um, and you remember we're preaching, you know, we're not, (laughs) we're not, uh, going door to door, you know, in our cars and, and talking to people, you know, in our cars, we're, you know, physically outdoors walking, um, you know, 
going through the snow, through the through the mud in the spring, whatever. Um, so you know, suits, you know, they would get worn out, um, and so it wasn't something like, you know, we bought a suit for one occasion and then it was in our closet and you know never worn again. No, it like literally it was worn. You could almost say every day, um, if you know, for some people. Um, so assemblies and conventions were kind of that opportunity to upgrade um, your wardrobe and get some new suits. And I can speak for myself, and I was actually just talking to my buddy about this. Um, you know, uh, my buddy, he also grew up a Jehovah's Witness, and he'll, he'll be on the pod um, as, at some point, and, you know, he can tell his, his part. But talking to him the other day, uh, we, were, we were kind of messing around and, t- and reminiscing about, like, yeah, like, we looked forward to, to getting our new suits. Um, you know, after a while, you know, it's just like, just like anybody, your wardrobe starts to kind of get eh, a little stale and you want, you want to mix it up a little bit. Um, or the, you know, styles or trends are changing a little bit. So now, you know, certain colors are, are a little more in and you can find these in in these suits or whatever. Um, so for the assemblies, for the conventions, it was a good opportunity to upgrade your suits. Now let's talk about something in regards to suits. Suits are expensive. Okay, they are a style of wardrobe that is not very common um, in everyday, you know, situations. Now, obviously, uh, for example, I work in healthcare. Um, I work for a uh, major health network, and obviously, you know, we have people, you know, people in the business side of healthcare. Um, you know, our CEOs, our VPs, you know, they are doctors. You know, bef- you know, aside from going into surgery and stuff, you know, doctors typically are dressed up. You know, with you know shirt and tie, you know, our CEO, um, he's always in a suit, um, you know, things like that. So I'm not saying only Jehovah's Witness wear suits. And therefore, I understand that suits are part of other people's kind of normal everyday, you know, wardrobe. But typically, you know, we're just kind of thinking kind of more on the average. Most people don't wear suits. And most people definitely don't wear suits five times a week. Um, So they are, you know, a piece of clothing that is a little bit more expensive. Um, so how do Jehovah's Witness afford to buy suits if you know none of what they do is funded, none of what they do do they get paid for? Um, most families are working full time to support you know the bills and put food on the table and a roof over the head. Like it's not something that we can just be buying suits left and right. Understandable. Um, it is something that is typically you know budgeted for you know Uh, at least i know for me growing up you know my parents um you know had myself and my brother um you know not to say that you know we had no bills and no responsibilities but it was something that was kind of factored into the budget um you know to get some suits once a year and and when i say we'd upgrade the wardrobe i don't mean we'd buy like 20 suits typically a a brother or sister or not a sister obviously the sisters didn't wear suits most of the brothers, I should say, um, on average, I would say probably had about eh, two, three suits. Um, I know like for me personally, I always had a black suit, typically some sort of a gray, um, usually like a lighter gray or a darker gray. Um, I guess just whichever one was, you know, at a more reasonable price and then some sort of a brown suit. Cause if you did that, as long as you got multiple shirts, multiple ties, really the suit, you don't need to have, you know, one in every color. Um, as long as you have those three kind of basic, and, and it doesn't even have to be three. I mean, it could be, you have a black and a brown suit. Um, 
but the, the key was then you would just find different shirts, you know, different ties. So you could utilize those two suits, but make, you know, many different outfits out of it. Same with the sisters, you know, it, you know, they might have a few dresses um, and then, you know, maybe, you know, a few different tops to go with it or skirts, I should say, and then a few different tops to go with it. So the point was that it wasn't that, you know, you're, you had to have a closet full of suits. Um, it was just a matter of having some suits to go with, you know, some of the shirts and the ties that you had. Um, the other aspect of this is the cost of the suit did not have to be astronomical. Now, obviously, now that I don't have religion and um, I'm not really shopping for suits very often, every once in a while when I do look at a suit, um, I'm I'm some I'm a little surprised at the prices nowadays. Now I know <laughs> nowadays everything is a little more expensive, um, but definitely the price of suits, um, in my opinion, at least I don't remember them being that expensive. Um, you know, has, has definitely gone up. Now could that possibly be because there are aspects of suits that are just a little more trendier now? I feel like, um, and, and here's a little insight into, <laughs> you know, uh, it's not a movie. But it is a show. Uh, the Peaky Blinders is one of my uh, all-time favorite shows uh, on Netflix, and the suits in that show are impeccable. Like they're just absolutely amazing. I still very much love suits. Um, so it is one of those things that I may not be a Jehovah's Witness, but I still very much fucking love suits. Um, and I don't know, maybe that show kind of made suits a little, little kind of popular again. Um, but anyway. The cost of suits. There are obviously stores you can go to that will sell you suits very expensive, but there are also opportunities for you to save money. Um, one of those opportunities doesn't exist anymore, but it did when I was growing up. Uh, it was a it was a store called SNK, and that store was so fucking legit. They would sell their suits. They would have this like once or twice a year sale where it was two suits for two hundred dollars. Or two suits for 250 that included two shirts and two ties and I swear to God it was like every Jehovah's Witness in the neighborhood would go to that sale because it was a perfect time to stock up on a couple of more suits um, now were these suits the greatest quality were they Versace suits or Gucci no fuck no they I don't know where they were from but they were not like high quality suits but they were good suits um, you know they weren't going to, you know, literally as you were walking, tear apart. Like, no, like they weren't, you know, they weren't the, the highest material. They weren't named brand, but they also weren't. They, they served their purpose. Let's put it that way. Um, they served their purpose. So two suits for $200, uh, two suits for 250 with a shirt and tie. You couldn't beat that. Uh, and that's typically when a lot of people would kind of take advantage. I know like my parents, you know, um, that was usually the sale that they would wait for shit. When I got older and had like my own money, I would wait for that kind of sale and then get a couple from, you know, a couple more suits. Um, I, I don't remember ever paying like full price for a suit. Uh, JC Penny back in the day, I, I, I think they still sell suits, but back in the day, like the suits were just different. Um, the experience was different. I went to JCPenney one day. I think when I got, when I was getting married, um, I decided to, instead of getting a tuxedo, I just wanted to get a suit. 
Um, you know, my wife and I we were, you know, trying to have just kind of like a modest wedding. We weren't trying to do anything too crazy. Um, so we just were thinking more practical. Like I was like, well, why don't I just wear a suit? Like instead of, instead of renting a tuxedo, I'll just wear a suit. And then, you know, that way I can have a suit again. Like, cause I didn't have a suit, um, you know, since I was traveling and I was not a witness anymore, but I figured if I'm settling down, like, you know, it wouldn't hurt to have a suit in the closet just, you know, for occasions, you know, maybe you know, somebody's getting married or, you know, God forbid a funeral or something like that. Um, so it was like, why not? Um, and I just remember the experience at JCPenney being so different from, from when I grew up. But I bring JCPenney up. J- I bring JCPenney up. Jesus Christ. I bring JCPenney up because... It wasn't necessarily that, you know, we were going for the top of the line suits or anything like that. JCPenney a lot of times had, you know, clearance racks and sale racks, and they would also have their own kind of version of sales. Um, And, you know, JCPenney um, had a tailoring service. So, you know, it was tailored suits, um, you know, so they, you know, would check your, uh, you know, your length and waist and inseam and all that stuff. And usually it was like, a week to two week turnaround. So um, depending on what you needed the suit for, um, you know, you'd have it, you know, in a couple weeks, no big deal. I mean, I think I remember, at least I know when I bought my own couple of suits from JCPenney, uh, you know, I didn't spend more than probably like including a couple of shirts, a couple of ties, you know, to fit the, to match the suit that I had just purchased. Um, I would say I spent no more than maybe like $300, um, you know, which Again, I'm not saying $300 is nothing, but when you're talking about a suit, you know, definitely there are, there are there's a lot more money you can spend. Um, I remember uh, when I was a little older, I tried going to Men's Warehouse once, and um, you know, you know, they they greet you at the door and they like, oh, what are you, you know, what are you looking for, blah blah blah, and uh, <laughs> you know, you tell them what your what your price range is and. You're like, oh, you know, like, well, our suits start at like six hundred dollars, and you know, it's like, oh shit, like, man, I'm not, I'm not, and you know, the fact that they have to say like that's what they start at, so, so it's like, so not only is that what you're starting at, but that also means that like those aren't even going to be the the good suits yet, like the ones that I even want. So, um, never, I've never purchased uh, a suit from Men's Warehouse. Um, I did purchase one fucking amazing uh, suede jacket, sport coat use that thing a lot especially um you know in the fall when it's like nice and cool and chilly nights but it's not so cold yet that you need yet you know your winter jacket um or winter um i should say um suit coat whatever i can't i don't know what the proper term is in english um but yeah it's it's one of those it's one of those things where um you know, there were definitely ways to, to save on suits. Now, there's even a more extreme way you could save money. And I, and I do know some people that, that did this and, you know, no judgment. Um, I never did. Um, I feel, you know, I don't want to say the word blessed, but I feel, you know, lucky to not have had such a rough, you know, kind of childhood with like finances and stuff. Um, but I know some brothers and sisters of the congregation that, you know, went to Goodwill, um, you know, thrift stores for suits and, um, you know, you could tell like, you know, their suits were just a little too big for them. Um, you know, and, and that's fine. Again, not, that really wasn't the point of having a suit. And, and I'll get into that here in a little bit um, as to like why Jehovah's Witness wear suits um, as opposed to, you know, just going to, you know, church, kingdom hall, whatever you want to call it to service um, with maybe just like a 
blazer, you know, or not not a blazer, a uh, a polo, or just a, uh, or just like a decent solid color shirt. I'll get into that here in a little bit, but in the meantime, the point I'm just trying to make is that you know this wasn't about how much your suit cost. This was just simply you know you needed a suit to go to the meetings. Um, now again, some brothers and sisters were a little bit more financially stable, a little bit financially better off, so they could afford to actually buy some suits at the store, buy some nice shirts, buy some nice ties. I also, like I said, knew some people growing up that, um, you know, didn't have necessarily those means to spend even the $200 suits. Um, they literally would go to Goodwill and, and just kind of like look for, you know, some, some sports coats, um, you know, some, some pants, you know, maybe some shirts, maybe some ties, um, you know, so again, no judgment, not trying to say that was wrong. Just that's simply what, the, what the case was. Um, so you're starting to understand a little bit about how how often suits are worn um, as a Jehovah's Witness. Um, quite a bit, okay? Uh, again, the conventions and the assemblies were probably going to be the biggest, um, you know, times for, for suits. Uh, you know, or like, for example, um, I remember that I ever got to read for the Watchtower. So the Sunday, so a Sunday meeting was a public talk about 45 minutes um it was on a you know obviously a particular topic um and that was the public talk that is what we invited everybody on sundays to attend was for the public talk um and then after the public talk was the watchtower study now the watchtower study was very much question and answer format um so typically a watchtower article for a sunday meeting had about uh, 20 paragraphs um, so that was 20 paragraphs, 20 questions. It was very much, you know, participation. Um, you know, so the, the elder who was conducting the watchtower study would choose somebody in the audience who had their hand raised. Um, and then again, back to the privileges thing we talked about a couple episodes ago, somebody with the microphone would come give it to him, you know, so you get it, you know, back and forth, uh, question and answer, but who was reading those 20 paragraphs? Well, there was always a brother assigned for the Watchtower reading. And I remember the first time I was assigned the Watchtower reading. I went and got a new suit. Um, again, these are I'm not saying this because it's like a requirement that, oh my gosh, you have this new privilege. You need to go and get a new suit. No. But as a Jehovah's Witness, it was... Um, I don't want to say prideful because <laughs> technically that was the whole point of Susan's to not be prideful. Um, I think it was more like I just was excited. You know, I got to finally work my way to getting to do the Watchtower reading. Um, and so I went and got a new suit because, you know, the Watchtower reading is um, you're up there on the podium with uh, or on the stage. I should say the podium is for for the, the speaker. But um, on the stage, you were next to um, the elder doing you know, conducting the Watchtower study. So you were very much, you know, publicly visible. Um, and so I think that was just kind of like, you know, I want to get a new suit. You know, it's it's a new privilege. It's something I've worked for and, and you know, stuff like that. So I went out and got a new shirt, a uh, new tie. Uh, I even, it was the first time I believe that on my own, I purchased a shirt um, that required cufflinks. You know, it was that type of shirt. So um, I got some new cufflinks. You know, I was feeling really good. And again, that's not the point of being Jehovah's Witnesses to make it a fashion show or anything like that. But um, just being transparent with you, I was excited. I got a suit. So sometimes it would be like things like that. But definitely the conventions and the assemblies were were the real deal. To the point where 
Um, so my brother and I, we're seven years apart. Um, I remember there was there was this. I never met him. I, I actually to this day, the funny thing is, I actually never talked to this brother. I just always knew him because of his suits. So there was this brother. Um, I, again, I don't even know his name. I don't know who he is. Don't know anything about him. For fuck's sakes, I don't even know if he's a Jehovah's Witness still. I don't know anything about this. Just came to be that this guy was always the one that we were looking for for the suits. Now, there was obviously other brothers that had really cool suits. Um, I think he was just the first brother that I ever like really noticed his suits and really noticed like how cool and unique they were. Um, I'm not talking like unique like Steve Harvey, like you know every color of of the starburst, you know, um, kind of suits. No, just like. He was the first brother that I ever saw have a three three button suit. Um, he was the first person I ever saw have a four button suit. He was the first person I ever saw do the three button with a vest. And to me, the three button with a vest is like one of my all time favorite suits. Um, I for I personally can't pull it off because to pull off a vest, like you can't have steak, egg, and cheese bagel bodies like that. You just can't do that, right? Um, to pull off the vest, you got to be in shape. I'm not saying this guy was like, you know, like ripped or he was, a, you know, built stronger. No, he, he was just, he was skinny. He was in shape. He was, you know, he wasn't me. Let's put it that way. Um, so he could pull off the vest. Look, it, it, it takes a certain body type to pull off the vest. Not everybody can pull off the vest. Um, but yeah, it was, it was interesting because um, like he, to me, and to my brother, I don't know if he still remembers him or not, um, kind of came to be known as like the suit brother um, to the point where, like I said, every year we looked forward to, um, you know, getting getting to see what suit he selected for this year. Um, I want to share with you a story um, that actually hasn't has nothing to do with Jehovah's Witness. Um, it's actually a story about a night that I was out bar hopping with with some friends i don't remember who um i don't remember what bar i'm not gonna lie i just remember i was out bar hopping and there was this guy and i was talking to my buddy about this story the other day there was this guy he was wearing a suit it was an ugly suit he was wearing it horribly he was wearing it um in a way that dare i say he was it was kind of like a douche about it so he had a he had the jacket on, but he had no shirt, like nothing underneath. So it was literally just his, you know, his his top half, you know, no shirt, no undershirt, no wife beater, no nut, like literally no shirt. And then he just had the sport coat. And then he had, you know, the matching pants. So he had a full suit. However, the suit was too big for him. And it wasn't even like because it was like that Steve Harvey style where like literally it looks big. No, it was just it literally wasn't a suit that fitted this guy. Um, and now this guy was obviously, you know, in shape, um, again, he wasn't wearing a shirt. So you could tell like, you know, he, you know, he, at least if he didn't work out, he at least, you know, wasn't fat. And so therefore he was, you know, in, in decent shape. And I just remember sitting there thinking that suit is fucking ugly. It doesn't fit him. Like he's not even like, he's not even wearing it right. Um, it almost was like literally like they, he was getting ready for that night. You know, and his friends probably like dared him to wear that suit. And he was like, yeah, all right, whatever. Like, because he's, you know, a, a college kid 
who is doing what college kids should do, having fun, right? Not being Mr. Analytical over here and judgmental and, you know, taking shit seriously, like wearing a suit out to a bar. Because um, fun fact, uh, there are going <laughs> to be some things that I'll talk about that really show how having grown up a Jehovah's Witness kind of made me um, a little bit of like, a dick in terms of like like some things i just took way too seriously some rules i would just take way too seriously um th- there's going to be a, a story i'll probably talk about here at some point that really just <laughs> really shows that to this day my buddy like just you know won't let me forget about it um and and i feel like on this particular night that part of me was coming out where it was like what the hell was this with this guy Instead, what it probably was is the fact that he was just having fun. Clearly, the girls were all over him. Now, obviously, they were all over him because, you know, he was a young, college, good-looking guy probably. And I was, you know, none of those. Uh, you know, I'm fat as shit, not, not good-looking. Like, it was, it was basically like my way of just like kind of coping with, <laughs> with the fact that like, uh, you know, I'm ugly as shit and like it wasn't a night that like anybody was going to be coming up talking to me so i was just kind of like oh well let me shit on this guy because he's wearing an ugly suit now when i was telling my buddy this story he pointed something out um he pointed out that this guy has probably gone on to live his life uh probably i don't know maybe he's married has kids has a successful job is making good money probably doesn't even fucking remember that night probably doesn't even remember that he did it even if he did it to have fun like he just it's not part of his core memories meanwhile here i am on this podcast telling you about how i grew up with joe's witness and talking about that night that i didn't even meet the guy like just the night that this guy was out and wearing a suit and because i grew up my whole life wearing suits i took it personally that he was wearing it wrong like how fucked up is that like, this guy will never, ever, for one, he'll never hear this podcast. So he'll never, like, even know that anybody even noticed that he was wearing this suit. Aside from, the obviously, the girls that were all over him. But, like, aside from that, like, he'll never understand, like, what what his wearing that suit that way did to me. It pissed me off so much that night. Um, but, yeah, you know, I love suits. Didn't like the way the guy was wearing it. You know, it was, it was not a good, it was not a good recipe uh, that night. However, let's not get too sidetracked. What is the point then of a Jehovah's Witness wearing suits? So why is it that when you do see, you know, two gentlemen uh, on your street preaching, or when you see the parking lot getting full, you know, at your local Kingdom Hall, wherever, like for me, it's actually, it's like probably like a couple miles away. I remember the first time I drove by it, I was like, oh shit, there's a Kingdom Hall this close to me. Um, so maybe for you, your local Kingdom Hall, where your local Jehovah's Witness meet, you know, you'll see a bunch of them getting out of their cars and they all have suits. Why is that? Why is the suit almost kind of like the signature look of a Jehovah's Witness? Well, to put it in a way that is just very plain, it is essentially to separate themselves from the world. Now, there's that term again, the world. Remember, if you are not a Jehovah's Witness, you are a part of the world. You are considered worldly. Okay. And 
it is yes in a negative tone because being considered of the world or being considered worldly is a negative um, meaning in the Jehovah's Witness, um, you know, religion. So to wear a suit is to show in a Jehovah's Witness dress that they are not part of this world. Now, again, other people besides Jehovah's Witness wear suits, right? So this idea that only Jehovah's Witness wear suits, only Jehovah's Witness are clean shaven, you know, or have short hair and blah, blah, blah. It's starting to get a little ridiculous. Um, now, obviously, the point of, of this understanding is, um, you know, to, to, to separate yourself from the world. So in a Jehovah's Witness eyes, anybody that, you know, dresses nice in the world is actually doing it for attention, is doing it to um, show how much money they have. Like, you know, for example, we talked about how some suits are expensive. So maybe if you have one of those expensive suits, oh, well, you're only doing it just to show that you can afford to have that kind of suit. Um, You know, that's the belief that a Jehovah's Witness has. And that's also the reason why that their um, devotion to God is to show that they are not a part of that world. Um, And this is done by, you know, showing that, you know, they dress in modesty and, and, and all that. So that is essentially why you will see Jehovah's Witness um, wear suits. Now, this also is important to note that depending on the culture of a Jehovah's Witness, so like, again, Jehovah's Witness is worldwide. So depending on the culture, um, it might differ a little bit um, in terms of how the dress is. But the important part is that um, the dress is always going to be modest and it's always going to be in a way that, um, you know, differs from the world, differs from from a worldly uh, point of view. Um, and a, a, again, perfect example, that guy from the bar, right? The way he was wearing a suit, that was clearly to kind of gain a, tra- a, a attention, attract attention, right? Now, obviously, you know, if you're not wearing a, you know, a shirt under your, your suit jacket, you know, that's, that's probably done on purpose, um, you know, as opposed to just wearing it. For example, um, I don't know if you're familiar with this show, How I Met Your Mother. Um, it's a show on CBS um, starring Neil Patrick Harris, uh, Josh Radner, Kobe Smulders, um, Allison Hannigan, just, uh, and um, Jason Siegel. Um, it is a show, you know, a typical kind of early 2000s, mid-2000s CBS sitcom. Um, but anyways, the one of the main characters, um, Barney, um, wears suits in every episode. There's actually only a couple of times where he doesn't wear a suit, um, and it's actually whatever the, the the that part's not important the, the important part is that he wears a suit in almost every single episode of that show and he always has this uh this like little catchphrase that he tells ted all the time suit up and my my buddy and i we love that show like we love that show um watched it reruns all the time we've watched that show so many times and we always talked about going out to the bar you know full-blown suits you know, worn properly. And again, I'm not trying to shit on this guy from the bar, but you know, just worn properly. Um, and it, to this day, I mean, I still want to do it. Obviously, am I trying to attract attention? Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm trying to attract attention. That's the point of wearing a fucking suit to the bar. Um, I, I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's funny because like now that I'm not in religion, some of these things, I kind of think of like, 
if your point is to not attract attention by wearing a suit, you're kind of attracting attention by wearing a suit. Like the way you don't attract attention to yourself is if you just go to fucking church with like a t-shirt and a polo. Cause if the whole point is just the message that's being delivered, what's it, what the fuck does it matter if you're wearing a suit? The other reason why I think this is important to kind of maybe question a little bit is, you know how fucking weird it is to, to have kids wearing suits, like not to mention from a cost perspective. I mean, we already talked about that. Some adults couldn't afford suits because again, suits aren't cheap. Now you're expecting me if I have like two kids and I want to convert to this religion. Now I have to make sure that they have fucking suits. Like I remember the suits that I had to wear growing up. They were like full blown suits for one until you get comfortable wearing suits, dude, suits like they're not fucking comfortable. Like until you get used to them, they're not, you know, the, the waist is, you know, it's not flexible. It's not like jeans nowadays where they got that flex band and all that shit. Like suits are fitted, man. Like the way they, they sit on your waist, the material, like I remember there was some suits that my parents would buy me holy shit man did they itch you know it's like suits are not something that (laughs) you know are just you you throw it on and you're immediately like oh yeah fuck yeah i could go to sleep in this This is comfortable it's like no man suits are not comfortable so now you're asking a six-year-old seven-year-old eight-year-old to pay attention in a meeting for two hours and you're asking to do it in a fucking suit that is probably itching the shit out of them like that is so weird to me now like now that i'm older like i'm expecting my first my first uh boy um here in september and don't get me wrong there's some little outfits i want i want him to wear Uh, i already got them picked out they're already in my amazon um shopping cart but i get it he's gonna wear it for like two seconds and then be done like just enough to get a picture you're talking about kids that had to dress like this you know, multiple times a week for multiple hours at a time. Like that is just so weird now looking back. Um, however, I still really want to wear a suit. Um, I miss suits. I good suits, you know, I, I miss wearing a good suit. Um, and it's, it's secretly like, you know, again, it's no secret, you know, how fat I am. We've talked about this. Um, many times the pizza boxes, we talked about the steak, egg and cheese bagels today. Like it's no secret. I'm a fat ass. And a lot of times my motivation for losing weight does have to do with being able to buy like a fucking nice suit. Um, nice three. I mean, I know nowadays two pieces are two button suits are, are kind of, kind of like the thing. And I don't mind a, a two button suit, man. Like as long as it's, as long as it's double vented, two button suits are the shit, especially if I can get a vest with it. Like, if I was 225 pounds, I would absolutely do it. But considering I'm pushing three bills right now, like it's not going to look good. So there's no point in it. Right. But I want to wear suits again. I really do. Um, but yeah, it's just, to me, it's kind of, it's like now that I'm not in religion, it's a little crazy kind of some of these things. Um, and, and some of these attitudes are a little kind of like off putting now and, and, and starting to like really kind of be like, why is everything that, you know, everything in anybody that isn't a Jehovah's Witness is somehow bad? Like, there are people that um, are Jehovah's Witness that probably dress super modest, you know, men and women. You know, it's like not every not every guy is wearing an Under Armour, you know, skin tight shirt 
to show off their six pack and their arms. Not every girl is wearing, you know, a fucking mini skirt, you know, to the club and all that shit. Like this idea that anybody who isn't a witness is somehow just, you know, looking for attention and looking to, you know, promote themselves and blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, like you got to cut, you got to cut with that attitude. Like it, that is so fucking judgmental. That's the shit that I can't stand with religion nowadays with any religion is like, there's that saying, there's no hate like Christian love. That's the shit I can't stand is you're supposed to be this Christian. You're supposed to be this, you know, God loving person and oh Jesus is my savior. Yet you cannot stop going around judging people, whether it's because of their, you know, um, race or ethnicity or because of their sexual orientation. Like you can't stop fucking judging them. It's like, what happened to your fucking Christian, you know, Christian love and all that shit. Um, and so something as simple as like, oh, we wear suits because we, we are not a part of the world. It's like, what the fuck, man? That's, that is so weird. That is, <laughs> that is so weird in so many ways. Um, in so many ways that there's going to be, um, another episode. Uh, I thought I would mix it in a little bit, but I think I got enough with the suits, um, that I'm going to save facial hair, um, for a whole nother episode because, that is something that, you know, is another one of those we differ from the world. Um, and the more I hear that we differ from the world and, and all that, like the more I'm really starting to kind of uh, question that whole cult thing. Because like for the longest time, I've defended that Jehovah's Witnesses are not a cult. Um, and like the more I do some research and kind of um, reminisce on a lot of things for me growing up, I'm like, eh. Maybe, maybe I need to do a little digging into that uh, not a cult thing because some of this stuff, it's a little interesting. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Um, but anyway, that is today's episode. Um, uh, with religion behind me, I really miss wearing suits. I do. I still to this day love suits. I just don't want suits and religion to go hand in hand. I don't want the reason I wear a suit to be because I'm going to a fucking meeting. I just want to wear a suit because I want to wear a suit. However, now that I'm not a Jehovah's Witness, I haven't gone anywhere that I've needed a suit. Um, at least not regularly. I mean, you know, maybe a wedding, maybe, you know, maybe unfortunately a funeral, but like, I just want to wear a suit to wear a suit to go out, like maybe for a nice dinner, like maybe an anniversary dinner or something like that. Um, if you're listening, babe, uh, maybe that's an idea for our anniversary next year. Let's let me wear a suit. Um, but yeah, so that's today's episode. Um, if you have any questions um, or any comments about uh, this episode, um, shoot me uh, a line at um, what? Shoot me a line. Oh my god, what the fuck was that? Um, just send me an email to with religion behind with religion. Oh my god, I can't talk. With religion behind me at gmail.com. Send it there. Yes. So send it there. Um, <clears throat> let me know what you thought of this episode. How crazy do you think that is about wearing suits? Um, I'd love to know your opinion um, about that, especially like, what do you think of the cost perspective? What do you think of just the idea of kids having to wear suits? Um, I don't know. That one to me is weird as well now that I think about it. Um, but yeah, I'd love to know what you think. So with religion behind me at gmail.com. Uh, otherwise, um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, please um, rate it, um, like it, leave it a review, share it amongst your friends. Any exposure would be great. Um, otherwise, I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much. Good night, everybody.